God. Hallelujah. So that when you open your mouth and you say God is great, it's not lip service. It is an understanding of what scripture has said. Amen. First scripture, Deuteronomy 10, 16 and 17. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 10, 16. Okay. 16 and 17 says, Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. The great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. Hallelujah. That is our God. Amen. Okay. So, um, First Chronicles 16, verse 25. 1 Chronicles 16, verse 25. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Hallelujah. Amen. AMPC says, that's Amplified Version Classic. He says, For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be reverently feared above all so-called gods. Amen. Glory be to God. Psalm 86 verse 10. Psalm 6 verse 10 says, For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Hallelujah. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Praise God. 
Psalm 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. Hallelujah. The AMPC version says, Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. And his greatness is so vast and deep as to be unsearchable. Hallelujah. I took time to share this so that the scripture can speak for itself on the greatness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the greatness of God, all what we've read, is a revelation of his nature and his acts. Amen. Amen. The greatness of God shows who he is, his nature, who he is, and his acts is what he does. Hallelujah. Now, in this series, there were five revelations that through scripture that we went through that reminds us to help us appreciate and understand the greatness of our God. Amen. Amen. Number one, God is ageless. Hallelujah. That is, God is eternal. Glory be to God. God does not age because time comes from him. Psalm 90 verse 2. We're going to do a lot of scripture reading because I want the scripture to speak for itself. There's a tendency to share the word and the scripture put in. Because of the time we have, sometimes we don't really have that time to go in. But today, we're going to read the scripture. Glory be to God. Psalm 90 verse 2. Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Amen. That is the God we serve. He's eternal. He's ageless. Amen. Now, God is exceeding. God is without limitations. God does more than enough. Amen. We also understand that God is mighty. Amen. He is mighty. God is powerful. He is the source of power. Glory be to God. He has the ability to bring to pass whatever he desires. He is able to do far above what we think or ask. Somebody say glory be to God. First Chronicles 29, 11.
Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Hallelujah. Amen. God is mighty. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 20 verse 6. Second Chronicles 20, verse 6, and it says, And said, O Lord God, okay, let's start from verse 5, so we'll give it some context. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the God that we serve. Amen. He is a mighty God. Amen. Now, we all, one of the revelations, one of the fourth revelations that we, we look through that reveals the greatness of God is that he is the most high. Amen. He is the most high. There is none as high as him. And when we talk about high, it refers to the lordship, his lordship. Amen. Um, Psalm 145 verse... 13. Psalm 145 verse 13, he says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generations. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Daniel 4, 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able 
to put down. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, the next revelation showing the greatness of God is that he is loving and he is kind. Amen. Ephesians 2 verse 4. Ephesians 2, verse 4. Read from verse 4 to 7. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 7 says that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding richness of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Anytime I read scripture, it excites me. Hallelujah. Because it just backs up. It, it backs up. You know, sometimes when you say some things, it's, it's mental assent. Yes, you know. Yes, you know. But when you see it in scripture, your heart, your heart now agrees with what your mind agreed. Hallelujah. It's your heart now. It's now a knowing. It's no longer a mental ascent. It's now a knowing. Amen. Next revelation is that God is wisdom. Hallelujah. He created everything by his wisdom. Amen. The great architect of creation, he is a genius. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, all these truths are revealed by, as revealed by scripture, is a revelation of the greatness of God. Amen. When we read all this, we came to one conclusion that God is not your meat. Amen. God is not your God is not your mate. God is not your mate. I think that sentence alone serves as a check sometimes when it's as if you do not you 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 do not show some reverence, you don't not show some respect. Do you know who you are respecting? Do you know who you are showing reverence to? Hallelujah. The most high God. Amen. The all-powerful. The eternal God. God is not your mate. He is not your mate. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, God wants us to know 
and to understand his greatness. Hallelujah. Because he's willing to share this greatness with us. And he wants us to manifest it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the reason that we're hearing this message, hallelujah, manifesting the greatness of God is to be empowered. Glory be to God. Because if you don't know, you cannot manifest his greatness. Amen. Amen. Why he wants us to know is to be empowered. The, the gospel is the power, is the message of empowerment. Hallelujah. To leave the mindset of being a victim, to leave the mindset of being disadvantaged, to leave the mindset of hmm, I think that Dabba says it. A disadvantaged mindset. Hallelujah. Because God is for us. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Amen. That is who we are. That is who we are. Amen. Because God is, is with us. Hallelujah. Because we have divinity living in humanity. Hallelujah. Because we have the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. Because of that, we can never be disadvantaged. Amen. Because we carry the greatness of God. Hallelujah. And because we have the, we have the greatness of God, we manifest it to our world. Amen. Amen. Now, when we became... Now, for us to manifest, hallelujah, we must deal with the corruption that is in our mindset. Hallelujah. Because we are now born again, because we're now, once you are born again, you are a new person, you are a new being, you, are a new, you have a new spirit, you are a new species. Hallelujah. Once you become born again, you are now a son of God. Hallelujah. Excuse me. As sons of God, we have, God has given us his word to renew our mind, hallelujah, from the corruption that came into the world. Because we are born again, our spirit is new, but we have the responsibility to change our mindset, to renew our mind from, by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, part of what we were, we were learning is we were able to, we now came to where we're starting to differentiate between human greatness. That's divine greatness. That is the greatness of God. I'm sorry. To differentiate between human greatness and the greatness of God. Amen. Human greatness is riddled with corruption. Hallelujah. So we must distinguish between the fake and the genuine. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Now we, we know that we serve a great God. In scripture, God, we also understand that as a great God, he does great things. Hallelujah. Now, there were two examples that were shared from Genesis 14, verse 1 to 17. Hallelujah. Of how the greatness of God should. You know, when you read scripture, it's important for you to also use your imagination so that using your imagination is like putting yourself in real time to understand. Just imagine that you were Abraham that time and you heard that they captured that your brother, that your nephew that you love. Amen. Now Abraham with no military training, as of that time, with no military training, if you read that scripture, you see that they were trained servants. They were not trained military guys. They were not, mili they were not trained in the art of war. They were trained servants, totaling 318. When Abraham heard, he gathered his trained servants and went to rescue Lot. Amen. Amen. Just imagine yourself like that. Let us open the scripture. Genesis 14. Okay, from verse 13. Uh, okay, from verse 12. They had, say, and they also took Lot. Abram, he wasn't Abraham yet. Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terabyte trees of Mamre, the Amorites, brother of Eskol and brother of Anne, and they were allies with Abraham. Now, when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants. They were trained servants. They were not trained in the art of war. They were servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, he divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. Verse 16. Now, he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. Hallelujah. We're going to read a bit further so that you would understand that it was the greatness of God that went with Abraham. Hallelujah. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley. After his return from the defeats of Chedorlaomer, and the kings were with him. 
Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. Hallelujah. And he gave him a title of all. Do you see who the, the victory is ascribed to? He said, blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Hallelujah. And he gave a title of all. Now, see you. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Abraham told him, told the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I would take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. Hallelujah. Do you see that Abraham ascribed his victory to who? To God. It was the greatness of God that showed forth in this example. Amen. For me, I would just imagine that. Can you imagine? This king of Sodom, they defeated you. You now went to go and meet the person that won the war. And I said, yeah, give me the person. So yeah, take the goods for yourself. Can you imagine? It's your audacity. Amen. Amen. So back to what we're sharing. The next example that demonstrated the greatness of God was the example of David and Goliath. Amen. David came against the Philistines because the greatness of God was with him. Hallelujah. In that particular example, David wasn't trained in the art of war. He was a shepherd. But when he came against when he came against Goliath, it was a sling and a stone. Can you imagine? It was the and he was very young. Even as he was going. King Saul said, wait, come, come, come. Carry all this, our shield and all this military outfit. And David said, so I don't know this one. I don't have this one. Wait, let me go with what I have. And what he had is the greatness of God. The greatness of God was with him. Because he had proved it when he was tending to the sheep. Hallelujah. When the lion came against him, when the bear came against him. Hallelujah. He In that story, the greatness of God was demonstrated. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, as believers, our qualification is the greatness of God. Amen. Amen. Our skill and our experience is only a tool. Hallelujah. Most of us, um, whatever skill, you know, even right now, you hear in the world the importance of acquiring skills. Skill is important. We live on the earth. We need skills to operate. Hallelujah. But we have to be very careful. 
because we need to understand that whatever skill and experience that we have must not be idolized. Amen. It must not be idolized. You must always put that in perspective that our skill is a tool. The best, um, in fact, the example that uh, Paro shared was very, very simple. He, was, he made an analogy of a tool does not define the handler. Amen. It is the handler that defines the tool. The example he gave is that of a farmer. The hoe is a tool that the farmer uses. Now, it is how the farmer uses the tool. Hallelujah. That will be an advantage to him. Does he worship the tool? Is it not how he uses the tool? Hallelujah. It is the handler that defines the tool. The, the handler determines what the tool can do. The tool is not the reason for the advantage. Amen. But sadly, many have made the tools to be an idol. Now, nothing God has blessed you with should be idolized. Amen. Amen. Our advantage is God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Now, for us to... When we're talking about the greatness of God and that God is the source of greatness, for us to understand the greatness of God, we need to read his manual. Amen. We need to understand... We need to read his manual to understand his definition of greatness and human definition of greatness. This example that I shared puts into perspective of, it gives an example of, of an idea of what people feel is their greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. Another aspect of the greatness of man is that it can be political. You know, sometimes you're running after people of influence because you feel that they can help you. But the truth of the matter is that most, most help that comes from man is not free. There's the, you know they saying that there's no free lodge. Truth of the matter, <laughs> uh, most of the help that man gives, there's, there was always benefit from it. Hallelujah. So that is one of the, the definition of the greatness of man. Hallelujah. The greatness of man is defined by the love of the world. The things that are in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, God intended that man's definition and sense of greatness should be him. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let us go back to the beginning to understand that God created man to express his image and his likeness. Amen. Now God that is great, 
now created man in his image. The great God created man. Hallelujah. He said, let us make man in the image of greatness. Hallelujah. That means the likeness, um, sorry, that is in the same likeness. That means in similarity of operation. Amen. In similarity of functioning. Glory be to God. That is who we are. That is who God made us in. In the, in the image of his greatness. Hallelujah. The origin and destiny of man is greatness because we are from greatness and we are destined for greatness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when Paul was sharing, he kept telling the story of when God told Abraham to leave his father's house to leave his country and to go out so that, that as he goes out, that he will make him a blessing. Amen. When he kept telling him that, when he, he kept using that example, my mind now, my mind now went to, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. When he, when he uses the example of, okay, let me, let me just put it in context. Let's first of all go to that scripture. Genesis 12, 1. It says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. Amen. Do you know this blessing that God gave to Abraham? Do you know that it is ours as well? This blessing is ours. Let me show you the scripture. Galatians 5, uh, sorry, Galatians 3.14. Galatians 3, 14. Let's start from verse 13. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in 
Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So this blessing, the greatness that was exhibited through Abraham, I have access to it. Amen. Hallelujah. God told Abraham to leave his comfort zone. He says he should leave his country. For Abraham, it was his comfort zone was his country. Abraham was the firstborn. And he had some benefits as the firstborn. He had certain benefits ascribed to him. But God told him to leave. Now, what is your own comfort zone? Amen. Amen. God said, told Abraham, leave your country, not only your country, but your father's house to an unknown place. Hallelujah. What is your own comfort zone? Many of us, our comfort zone is fear. We're afraid. We're afraid to step out. Hallelujah. Many of us, our comfort zone is idolizing the tools that God has given to us. Amen. Your skill, your experience. Some of us, our comfort zone is the insecurity that we may have. Hallelujah. Insecurities, maybe you really didn't go to school, you know, and not as learned as you are. Maybe you were born at a disadvantaged, I mean, from a disadvantaged, disadvantage, where you landed on this earth. It's disadvantaged in quotes. Hallelujah. Amen. But we need to learn to look at ourselves through the greatness of God. Hallelujah. In his lens, you are mighty. Hallelujah. In his lens, you are blessed. Hallelujah. In his lens, in the greatness of God, you are blessed. And as you are blessed, you cannot be cursed. Amen. Amen. Now, let us um, address, okay, one of the comfort zones that, you know, we may have. Fear. Let's start with fear. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. This is what the Lord says. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, the Lord is saying, as he told Abraham, to leave your comfort zone, leave your fears. Amen. For we do not have the spirit of fear. Amen. Glory be to God. We should see ourselves through the lens of the greatness, the lens of the greatness of God. We should live with the consciousness that we carry divinity. Glory be to God. 
this scripture in Genesis about the blessing. Hallelujah. We have the blessing. Hallelujah. The blessing is a force of grace. We have that blessing, the same blessing that was given to Abraham. We have that blessing by virtue of our position in Christ. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through who? Jesus Christ. Amen. So we should leave our comfort zone and realize that we carry the greatness of God. Hallelujah. When I read this scripture, I was so, I was so blessed. Let me go back to that. Genesis 12, 1. says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. Hallelujah. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Glory be to God. That is who we are. Let me also go to our, our main text, one of the first scriptures that I shared so that we understand who we are, our, the greatness that we have of God. That is um, second, that is um, First Peter 2.9. Glory be to God. First Peter 2.9, it says, and ye are a chosen generation. Amen. A chosen generation. He chose us before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. That is who you are. That is the greatness of God that you have on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You are a royal priesthood. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He has made us kings and priests. That is who he has made us. Hallelujah. We are a holy nation. We are a peculiar people. That is what God has made us. That is the greatness of God that we have on the inside of us. Hallelujah. That we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. That is the greatness of God that we have on the inside of us. And God wants us to know this greatness so that we can manifest his greatness to our generation. Glory be to God. But there's a lot of work to be done because there's a lot of renewing of our minds that need to take place via the, via the word of God so that our mindsets will be changed so that we know that God has given us access to that greatness. Amen. That is who we are. That is what we carry. That is the advantage that we have. The advantage that we have Glory be to God. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. That you can never be disadvantaged. Hallelujah. Because you have the greater one that lives on the inside of you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You carry the greatness of he has given it to you. It is your own. So you own it. Glory be to God. You own it. 
Amen? You cannot be disadvantaged. You cannot be disadvantaged. Hallelujah. So if you always feel, I know what this, I know what Peter, I know, you are too much. Because you have, you have him. God is your advantage. God is your, you have to know it before you even start manifesting it. You have to know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This message is timely. It is for us to be empowered. For us to be empowered to get rid of the victim mindset. To get rid of the victim mindset. When certain words come to you, you are afraid. You don't know who, you, don't know who you have. Is it that you don't know who you have? Hallelujah. You carry the blessing. You carry the greatness of God. Hallelujah. So, repeat after me. Say, I can never be disadvantaged. I can never be disadvantaged. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the greatness of God on the inside of me. And I show forth his greatness to my generation. Glory be to God. Amen. Please rise up on your feet as we close this sermon. I trust we are blessed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. We are grateful for your word. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Thank you, O oh God, because the words that I spoke, they are not my words. They are your words. We thank you for utterance. We thank you, O oh God, that as your people have received your word, that they will be built up with your word, that they will live here with the awareness of that your greatness dwells on the inside of them that they will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in your word that has been shared today by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Please have your seats. Offering, right? Quotes. No quote. Please bring out your offerings. Let's bless it. We have no quote. Eh? <laughs> Father, thank you for the opportunity to give. We pray that you bless our offerings. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So please drop your offering. Brother Wem, no quote. It's all right. As the offering is going, uh, announcements. <laughs> 